When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much. Pay like a million dollars. Shout out TMZ. Yeah. Let me check out that ring. TMZ stands for the Mayweather Zone. How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. I love my TMZ family. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with something that absolutely shocked me. Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys head coach, will still be their head coach next season, Mojo, because Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, has, I think he's shocked a lot of people. He's keeping Mike McCarthy. Now, Mike McCarthy going into the last season uh, on his contract, his, his fifth and final year, so he will be a lame duck. But, Mojo, this this has shocked me. I mean, look, it's, it's not for a lack of success in the regular season. We know the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, they're pretty darn good when it comes to the regular season games. They're 42 and 25, as a matter of fact. Mike is uh, in Dallas. But when they get into the playoffs, that is when they've had their troubles. Mike McCarthy, one and three as the Cowboys head coach. So they've won one game. They've lost three others. Of course, they were more than a touchdown favorites last weekend against the Packers, Mojo. They got their doors blown off. And I am floored that Mike McCarthy is going to be back. There is no way under the sun I ever would have brought him back. But I don't own the team. Jerry Jones does. And welcome back, Mike. Babcock, you're not the only one that's surprised here. I'm sure all of Cowboys Nation is surprised here. I mean... It was kind of a known thing, right? That if he lost this uh, first playoff game, that was going to be it. There was still yeah. a lot of people even saying, even if he would have won this game and lost next week, right. that's still. That was me, Mojo. I, I thought they had to make it to the conference championship. And maybe if they lost a tight one to a team like the 49ers, Jerry would say, okay, tough game that happens. Never, ever, ever in my wildest imagination did I think they could lose wild card weekend after winning 12 games, after winning the NFC East, after dominating at home, after blowing everybody out, and again, get their asses handed to them in front of the entire country, and you bring this guy back. Boy, I don't get it. Like you said, man, they had a very strong regular season. Can't take that away from them. Of course, that doesn't matter when you're talking about the playoffs. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, still a great head coach. Obviously, someone that I know very well. I played for him uh, when I played for the Green Bay Packers and yep. you know Babcock I was wondering you know we have a couple of awesome free agents on the market in the coaching world yep. we got Harbaugh from Michigan we got Belichick from New England of course I'm wondering if maybe Jerry Jones started to feel that maybe those two were unattainable very hard for me to imagine with the prestige of the Cowboys with the money that Jerry has and with the talent that the roster contains that they couldn't get any coach under the sun that they wanted. But, I mean, who knows? And I think that is a good point, Mojo. Now, um, I, I don't know what goes on day-to-day uh, -day inside the Cowboys organization, but there's a guy who does. Uh, Isaiah Stanback. He was 
a wide receiver who played for the Cowboys for a couple of seasons in the uh, mid-2000s, 2007, 2008 to be exact, uh, was actually a fourth-round draft pick uh, for uh, the Cowboys in 2007, went on then to win a Super Bowl with the New York Giants uh, in 2011. Anyway, Mojo, he currently works as an analyst for the Dallas Cowboys, also for the local CBS station in Dallas. We had a conversation with Isaiah, and we asked him about some of the things going on within the organization. And let's just say he's not as surprised as we are. I'm honestly not surprised, and I'm actually glad. Uh, I know a lot of people, when you're operating in your emotional state, you know, you're not thinking rationally. And uh, for the fan base that's frustrated for all the many years of not having a ring, I can understand why they're like, blow it up. You know, everybody that you see on TV, all the analysts, they're like, blow it up just because it's the hot topic. It's the thing to say in reference to the Dallas Cowboys. But in terms of business wise, in terms of Mr. Jones and his family, it blowing up the entire organization and the coaching staff was not going to be the most feasible option. And I think that's really once Mr. Jones and the rest of the family, uh, Will McClay, Stephen Jones, once the decision makers really had opportunity to sit in a room and take the emotions out of it, I think that's probably the the rational state that they really kind of found themselves coming to. Mojo, the, the crazy part for me is that now this Dallas uh, Cowboys team, when May rolls around or whenever, you know, mini camps and, and, and the such starts, they're going to be out there on that field practicing. Training camp's going to come preseason. 17 games in the regular season. None of that is going to matter at all because all that matters next year for for this team, this organization, for Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy is the playoffs. It all doesn't matter. It, it just matters what they do in the playoffs. And gosh, you got to imagine that they've got to at least make a Super Bowl next season if Mike McCarthy wants to come back for a sixth year. All right, Mojo, moving on to LeBron James. LeBron James uh, had a, a good night last night. The Lakers had an even better night. They... Beat the Mavs at home, 127 to 110. Now the Lakers have won four of their last six after they hit a bit of a, a rough stretch. Mojo, again, LeBron, nice game, 25 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Mojo, after the game, though, LeBron James proved, you know, while he might be an, an absolute immortal basketball player, he's also a dad. He was doing his best to answer questions from reporters while also keeping an eye on his son, Bronny James' USC basketball game. Here's LeBron James, the dad. A rhythm for that, so um, it's good. Pull it. Sorry. You're good. Pull it. Shoot it. Oh, good pass. <laughs> That's ball, man. How is shoot it? Huh? How's Barney looking in that game? Um, he's doing well. How's USC looking? <laughs> it's our job to make sure we're in the right position. Shoot it. Um, it's our it's our job to make sure we're in the right position at the right time when he gets double. We have a numbers game. It's going to be a four on three on the backside, so we have to put ourselves in position. LeBron, yeah. it was sixteen. To, you guys went on a sixteen to four run in the third quarter in a tight game. Mm -hmm. What would you like in that period? Third. Defensively, we were in tune, and then offensively, we were really intact. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> wide open lane. <laughs> so you see, Mojo, obviously LeBron having a hard time concentrating on the interview questions. I I get it. Ultimately, USC lost. Lost their third game in a row. Uh, they lose 82-67 to Arizona. Though, Bronny, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Actually started second game of the season. He started, also played more minutes than he's ever played this season, Mojo. So I guess that's the silver lining here. But the USC team ain't very good. But Bronny, Bron James, dad, very cool to see. 
Uh, Babcock, I don't think LeBron was struggling at all with this interview. I think he was auditioning, Babcock. I think that's what's going on here. I think LeBron is a big fan of the Manning cast, maybe even the Travis Kelsey Pfizer commercials, two things at one time or whatever the hook is in those things. I think we're going to get a LeBron cast here. That's what we're going to get. We're going to get post-game interviews while giving his commentary, watching his son's <laughs> team. This might develop oh. into a into a whole thing. I don't know. Maybe he'll get a nice spot on uh, FS1. Maybe he can follow yeah. us or maybe warm up the crowd before we yeah. come on. I don't yeah. know, something like that. But uh, I think that's what's happening here, Babcock. Obviously... <laughs> He does interviews probably every half an hour. He probably does them in his sleep. He doesn't yeah. even realize he's doing them. It's LeBron James, and he's been playing basketball forever. So, yeah, if his son's playing, if his son's team's playing, he's going to be a little bit preoccupied with other things. When TMZ Sports returns, UFC Hall of Famer Donald Cowboy Cerrone trying to live up to his famous nickname. We catch up with the man looking to step out of the octagon and into the rodeo to tame one of the most famous bulls in the business. Don't miss it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMC Sports. Mike Babcock here. Uh, this next story is is absolutely awesome. Obviously, I know you all recognize this guy right here, uh, one of the most famous UFC fighters of all time, one of the baddest men walking the planet. And, and he's also a little bit crazy, I think, because uh, not only does he get in a octagon and fight for a living, but now he is about to put himself on top of a huge, crazy, strong bull that happens to be owned by Dana White. Cowboy, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good. Just sitting in a race car. We're getting, we're prepping the car. We're racing next weekend. So, uh, pretty cool. Actually, Dana's involved in that too. So it's, uh, it's good that I've retired and he's helping me keep moving along as a, as an athlete and, uh, just helping me stay wild. That's amazing. Yeah. you wild, uh, is definitely the word to describe it. Uh, it, Cowboy. And, and there's been a lot, I've, I've read a lot about this on social media. If people haven't seen what you are doing, what you've got going on with PBR and with Dana White's twisted steel bull, we'll kind of break this down and tell us what you are on May 18th well, it's, going it's, to attempt to do. It started out me watching the bull. Like, man, I could, I used to ride bulls when I was a kid. I, I'll, I'll get on and ride that bull, you know? And I was halfway kidding. And then he's like, all right, you little you want to do it? Let's do it. And it turned into much, much more. So now here we are at the World Finals riding his PBR Bowl. Um, but the good news is we're doing it for kids camp. So every year I host underprivileged kids camp. And uh, so the, all the money and donations will go straight to, to kids camp and be able to fly these kids in and really offer them a good time. So we're riding for a cause, if you will. 
That's amazing. So, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Dana has said, Cowboy here, here's 50K just for doing this. 100 grand, 100K. Let's just keep it at 100. Okay, let's just go ahead. <laughs> so, 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 does that mean, Cowboy, that that you're going to ride this bull for eight seconds? Are you? Are can, can you do? I've seen I've seen professionals last two seconds and less. Can you? I, do uh, I don't know. I'm gonna give. I'm, I'm going out next week to start training, and uh, we shall see. I'm I'm gonna give it hell. I'm gonna give it everything I got. You know what I mean? So uh, the answer the answer is yes. If you're gonna be gambling, put your money on Cowboy. Cowboy, where did the name come from? Uh, I'm sure you've talked about this a million times before. My I name. guess what I'm getting at. Did, yeah, so, so you have experience here. I've been a cowboy since I've been a baby just because I, my grandma used to have a dog that was crazy and never listened. And she'd be like, cowboy, no. And then tell me, no, no, Donald, no, cowboy, come here. And the dog would come and I'd come. So it just like from having a, a puppy that since I've been a baby, that's been my name. So, uh, yeah. How do you train? What does training look like? I know you, you train to fight. We know what you do. But how, how do you train? Is it just getting on bulls and, and, and trying to hang yeah. on? I'm literally, month, next Monday, I'm getting on eight bulls. So we're going to just, we're just going to go, 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 go until, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be wild and crazy. I don't know. I'm going out with J.B. Mooney, the Dragon Slayer, one of the best bull riders on the planet. And uh, we're going to figure this out. We'll show pictures of Twisted Steel. The dang thing is scary looking, though, Cowboy. If, if people aren't familiar with this bull, I mean, just... Just how bad of a bull is is Twisted Steel? Well, he's only been ridden three times in the in the thirty uh, three outs he's had, so gonna be interesting. But the good news is, I'm also gonna be Twisted Steel because I'm on steroids now that I'm retired, so I'm about to be swole nation coming into this also. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait, man. You're you're crazy, but we're all gonna be watching, uh, and I have no doubt that that uh, if anyone can ride that thing, it's you. Uh, I, I guess, Cowboy, after May 18th, can we get back on here and uh, and talk about how it goes? Yeah, when I'm, you mean when I get in that little tornado machine with all the money and grab as much as I can for kids camp? Yeah, I'll talk to you from that, for sure. <laughs> Bet it's a deal. Cowboy, thank you, brother. I always appreciate your time, man. You got it, brother. Appreciate it. There is an absolutely massive fight, the main event going down January 20th. Uh, UFC 297. Uh, it, it was a great fight on paper, but obviously things have have been ratcheted up because there is some bad blood here, and we are joined by uh, the man who is going to be challenging uh, the champion, uh, Sean Strickland, uh, Drickus Duplices. Drickus, how are you feeling? How excited are you for this, man? You can just—I I watch and I listen to the fans talking about this fight, and and it seems like everyone cannot wait for this one to finally go down. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh... I can't wait. You know, this is something I've been working for my my whole life. For the past 15 years, my whole life has been almost everything I've been doing has been uh, leading up to this moment. And, uh, you know, firstly, when they announced the fight in Canada, it didn't make a lot of sense because I'm, I've never fought in Canada. Strickland's not a guy Canadians like. I don't, you know, he's a native to, but he lives and he trains in Vegas. Right. I've been fighting five times in Vegas. So what is this? And you know, it was almost like I knew it was going to be a fan friendly fight. It was one of those fights where I believe it, the casual fans wouldn't like the fight because there was no backstory. There was nothing. And good like it. I said, I'm not going to create no fake beef. It's not my style. It's not the way we do things. That's not how I do things. And obviously everything happened. And then it became a fight where every, every, person that knows USC and understands fighting knew this was going to be a fan-friendly fight. 
And then after everything that happened now, you know, the world's talking and uh, the event just became so much bigger. Have you given yourself an advantage? You you seem to have struck a nerve with him. Uh, obviously, we saw him get mad at the the press conference. Uh, I guess it was before, was it 95 or 96? But you, you struck a nerve at the press conference. Obviously, we know what happened then at the fight when he attacked you. Is that an advantage in that he seems like he is very angry at you for some of the things that you have said? Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, that whole situation, I didn't think, you know, for, for the big bad guy in the, in, the, in the UFC who always says outrageous stuff and says whatever he feels like to react like that, I was more shocked in, in, than, than feeling I have an advantage. I couldn't, I was almost like, uh, is this a show? What are you doing? And, uh, but I mean, I guess so. No, it's not, uh, sometimes it's, it's not, nobody likes to get some of their own medicine sometimes. And, uh, that's exactly what happened there. And, uh, you know, everything happened the way it, it did. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, is it an advantage? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, even without it, I believe, um, uh, I had the advantage, but yeah, what happened happened. And, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see. I think, um, for his sake, he probably has the right people around him to to get his mind back to where it needs to be for for fight night. But you know, in terms of for me, with the whole fight that happened, him attacking me, all that. You know, no, we're fighters and boys will be boys. What what happened? It's it doesn't change anything. What will it mean to you? You said your whole life you've been working towards this moment. What will it mean to you to win that belt? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not. It, it there's nothing else. Uh, I think I said it last night to somebody. My life for me, this is the end. This is the end of the road for me. I'm either going to win or I'm going to die trying. And uh, after Saturday night, I'm going to, that will be the last time I'm not the champion of the world. It's a new era of, of this sport. It's a new era of my, for myself to bring that belt home, to bring that belt to South African soil, to African soil is going to be the single most incredible moment of my life. And it's going to make history for South Africa, for Africa. And it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be, it's a thing of legend. It's a thing where legends are made. And I, um, I can't believe I'm a part of it. It's, it's an absolutely amazing privilege. Well, uh, it's the biggest fight of the young uh, the young year, without a doubt. I cannot wait uh, once more. It's UFC 297 going down. January 20th, ESPN Plus. Cannot miss it. Drickus, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to you, man. Go get that belt. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Have a great one. Well, Joe, we don't know who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. That's very close. <laughs> we don't know who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl, Mojo, but we do know who's going to be singing at it. Uh, of course, we knew that. Usher performing the halftime show. Mojo, we now know who is going to be singing the national anthem and America the Beautiful. And I think they've got some pretty accomplished stars. That might be an understatement here, Mojo. So singing the national anthem this year. And if you sing a good anthem, Mojo, it can be remembered forever. I still remember back when the Giants beat the Buffalo Bills, Scott Norwood. Whitney Houston, greatest uh, rendition of the national anthem of all time. This year, Mojo, we've got Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre, of course, uh, she won three Grammy Awards, an incredibly talented musician. They are also going to be having Post Malone, who will be performing America the Beautiful. And Mojo, Lift Every Voice and Sing will be performed by 
Andra Day. Well, what's Taylor Swift going to do then, Babcock? <laughs> They've overbooked. They got somebody singing come every out with segment. Usher. She's got to come out with Usher, Mojo. Hey, if the Chiefs make it, they might just replace <laughs> Usher altogether. That's how much love the NFL is showing Taylor Swift. But you better believe if the Chiefs make it, they're going to find a spot for her. Babcock, this is a star-studded list, man. We got a top name for every spot on the card. Yeah. We're even adding in songs now just to make room for more stars. <laughs> uh, this is going to be great, man. A power list start to finish going to be cool. Post Malone, man. I'm a big, I'm a big Post fan. Malone fan. I Me hope too. that segment turns out to be something big because he's a guy I would actually see as a halftime performer, oh, not yeah. just. Oh, I agree, Mojo. He's got, and he's got a million hits, like you know. And also, Post Malone is, and speaking of the Cowboys, which we obviously opened the show with, he's a humongous Cowboys fan. He's friends with all the former players, and he really loves football. So I've got to imagine for Post Malone, out of everything he's done in his really amazing career, this, this is probably going to rank near the top just because the guy is such a sports fan and to actually be able to perform at the Super Bowl. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. We are getting closer and closer, though, to what's my favorite football weekend of the entire year. A ton of good games. And, Mojo, tomorrow we are going to be joined. We're actually going to have more of our conversation with the great Robert James Gronkowski, Mojo. Gronk going to join us talking about a bunch of stuff with the greatest tight end to ever grace a football field, Mojo. And if me, you, and Gronk ain't great, I, I don't know what is, Mojo. So we're going to have a big show tomorrow. Especially with how personal this conversation oh, is yeah. likely to get. I You're feel like it's going to be very revealing, highly inappropriate. Yeah, that's uh, a fact. So that alone right <laughs> there, Babcock, should make tomorrow the best show. Sense Teddy! <laughs> he almost tricked me. <laughs>